millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You ready? Yep, we're ready. Go All for right. it. <laughs> Welcome to the Sportive. Uh, this is the podcast with nothing but winning quarterbacks. Uh, we're on online at thesportive.com, on Twitter at, at Sportive Podcast. Uh, with me in the studio, so to speak, is Brandon this week. Yo, this be. And on the Sportive Hotline, we have Clarence, our Dakota County correspondent. What's up, fuckers? Good. And we have Stu, who's our Stern County correspondent, the most Catholic place in the United States. They're celebrating today, I assume. Ball players, yeah. whereas in basketball, if you don't get a pick in about the top seven, it's just a crapshoot. But at the same time, I get no joy out of saying, well, we have an extra first rounder. Yeah, who gives and a shit? It could be a guard. You know, Bill Barnwell wrote this column on Grantland about how, oh, this could be good if the Vikings pe- sign Victor Cruz to a restricted free agent deal, and I just don't care. I honestly don't care. I would much rather have Percy Harvin than whatever free agent wide receiver we can get. Yeah, exactly, because it seems like all the free agent wide receivers are a little older. And to me, any of the skill positions in the NFL, running back and wide receiver, it's like uh, starting pitching. you got to like maximize them while they're like younger dudes, and then once they hit 30, they might just fall off the cliff and you never see them again. Yeah, like, we call that the Johan Santana cliff. Yeah, there's a million people like that, right? So if you look at uh, Greg Jennings, a bunch of these other guys that are – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Jennings had like – three catches the rest of his career. That well, if he goes me. to the Vikings, he definitely will because <laughs> yeah. they have Christian Ponder who can't throw him the ball. But, but these dudes just fall off a cliff sometimes, a lot of times, right? You lose one step and it's over. And we had a young dude who was fun to watch. I don't know, man. That's all I really care about. Yeah, I, I agree with Stu, what do you think? Are you on board with this trade? Yeah, I'm on board with the trade. Um, I mean, again, the as uh, Clarence noted, I mean, once the uh, Ponder was, you know, delegated as the man, they really had their hands tied. Um, and who are you going to get more for moving, Percy Harvin or Christian Ponder? Well, I think you're going to get mean, more by telling Christian Ponder that training camp is in Washington this year and letting him show up <laughs> two weeks late and making him the third stringer and keeping Percy Harvin. Well, I mean, and the, th- and the thing is, I mean, in the draft, I mean, there's no clearly better option than Christian Ponder out there right now to quarterback the Vikings in 2013. There's no Am clearly better option than Percy Harvin out there to play wide receiver for the Vikings in 2013. 
let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to let you finish. Can I finish? Um, you can get reasonable value at wide receiver this year. You can get a veteran wide out, or you can draft somebody who, I mean, in theory, you can plug in to start. Whereas the quarterback, it's Bruce Gradkowski. I mean, that's your high end. That's the high end of someone you can get to replace Christian Ponder with. So you can replace Percy Harvin this year. It's not as good as Percy Harvin, but it's better than who you would have replacing Christian Ponder. I mean, it probably is in terms of general effectiveness, but it's not like you're not going to find anybody as exciting as him. And is you know, no, I'm I'm fairly cynical with football. I think it's all basically a coin flip anyway. So I'd rather just have the dudes that are fun to watch. Is this one of your fucking stats things again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stats show that it's just a coin flip for every single Sunday. I mean, no, it's. It's it's just not a predictive sport. A lot of shit can happen. So I w- I'm not really in the mode of um, playing general manager. As you know, baseball it's a little bit more interesting for me. But football, I don't know, man. I just I maybe maybe it'll be okay someday. And I understand the value part of it, right? So at least you can say they didn't completely shit the bed by trading him. Um, but that's just not, I guess, what I value as as a priority of a fan is like construction of a roster. I don't give a shit. He's fun to watch. He's my favorite, for sure. Am I taking crazy pills here that the Vikings traded a guy who, on October 15th last year, everybody was saying, Percy Harvin's the NFL MVP this year. Yeah. There's no question. And we traded him, and I am the only one on this podcast who's pissed off about this? No, How is I that am, possible? I'm pissed off. I don't count, obviously, because I don't really like football that much, but I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm as miffed as I could be, you know, with football. It's not cool. I, I have disliked Christian Ponder since draft night, so I'm just so I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm tired. I've just reserved myself to the fact that he's the quarterback of this team, and I'm so just tired of complaining about it. People got to be tired of me complaining about it. I'm tired of it. That <laughs> I am not I tired of it. About it. <laughs> Every anyway. time it happens, I am happy. Well, it's just, I'm just so I'm kind of just worn out from the whole thing. Fine, fuck Ponder's the quarterback. Fuck. He's gonna f- just shit the bed this third year. Then can we finally just move on? Or is it? Can we finally do this, or is it gonna be where we don't have any receivers this year now either? So we're gonna wait till year four. Well, you gotta wait till year four. You gotta give a quarterback four years. What happens in year just, four? Nothing happens That's in year four. Point. In the year two years, he's already shown he can't throw downfield. He couldn't do it a senior year of college. We can go back and talk about the narrative that flipped on Ponder. I don't know if people. I mean. I think people know it already that he was a reach on draft night. He had a great sophomore junior year at Florida State. Then he busted up his shoulder, separated his shoulder, came back his senior year, couldn't throw anymore. Huh. And he was the most NFL ready quarterback in the draft. That's why Spielman got him, is because he's NFL ready. Reached up at twelve and got him. Everybody was like, Fuck, what the hell is he doing? Kuiper was you know, said, Jesus, this guy is a poor man's Chad Pennington. That was his quote. Oh, and everybody ignored him because Kuiper is a fucking weirdo. So we are like, oh, fuck, fuck Kuiper. Let's just hope this works out. Well, he turned out he was right. He couldn't throw his, his senior year at college because of the shoulder. And it, it's gone. His shoulder is gone. And everybody just keep hoping and praying, well, maybe it was the lack of offseason in 2011. Maybe it's no O-line. Well, those things are gone. Now it's just left to... He has no receivers. That's the only excuse anybody has. And fine, Which, fuck, let's get some. 
Now they traded Harbin, and that I think maybe that's Spielman's plan is just never surround him with receivers. Now it's, it is actually true now that they have no wide yeah. receivers because they almost literally, literally have, have no one. wide receivers. I think I that's it. always been the biggest bullshit um, excuse ever. I mean, that was the number one biggest bullshit excuse to me because look at who uh, G- Robert Griffin was throwing to last year. Look who Andrew Luck yeah. was throwing to last year. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson didn't have a whole lot. I mean, now he's good. Now he's fine, right? But, Seahawks are winning the Super Bowl for sure, aren't they? Oh, yeah. For Knowing sure. Seattle sports, they're going to finish seven and nine and no, out of the playoffs this year. But it, exactly, that's football, and man. At the end of the day, what I guess I get frustrated about the most is it makes me root for a guy like Percy Harvin, who I think is a dick, and against a guy like Christian Ponder, who works hard, by all accounts, is a really good guy. He's the guy I, I want to cheer for. I feel bad not liking him. Great smile. But I like yeah, I like good football players too. I like the Vikings, and I want them to win. And they are they have a better chance of winning with Harvin and not Ponder than the other way around. So, but you're just so uh, used to complaining. He's Rick Spielman yeah. has worn you down. So in this in this situation, Rick Spielman is George Costanza and you are Susan. He just persistent <laughs> and finally wore yeah. you down, you said yes. Fine. Fuck, I'm just Fuck. the nub of a pencil. I can't even do it anymore. Fine. I'll marry Fuck you. it. Yeah. Wow, that's Get your Viking me. season tickets now, everyone. <laughs> They've worn you down to the point where you don't care anymore. Yeah. So who are, is there a receiver out there that we're actually hoping for on the free agent? Greg Jennings is still out there. There's a lot of talk about him. Obviously, he's a spy, just like Danny Heatley is with the Wild. Yep. But I think that's pretty obvious. Yep. Is there anybody else that we can actually have some hope that the Vikings no, get? I don't like spending $10 million on Greg Jennings, but they're so far under the cap. Are they going to spend that money elsewhere? What else are they going to do with the money? I have no idea. Very good point. I I saw that uh, your guy, uh, John, um, uh, pro football talk guy, Mike Flores of the Vikings, have been in talks with Brian Urlacher. To play wide receiver? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. But, well, Clarence asked where the the money's going to go, and they do need a linebacker, so. Do they need, I mean, they need about seven different positions, if you actually think about it. Well, now they need cornerback even worse than they did. Let's talk. I mean, I believe the Bears drove up the price on Lodeholt, which is the reason they had to get rid of Winfield, was to have money for Lodeholt. Maybe they're just dicking over the Bears a little bit and driving up our locker's price. I hope so. Are we are we pissed about how they treated Winfield? I am a little bit. I am. He's one of the greatest. Yeah. He really is one of the greatest Vikings of all time. No shit. And oh, oh, apparently uh, they gave him 23 seconds to say, uh, thanks for coming, we're, we're going to cut you. And have a good life. They, you know, I realize that it ultimately is meaningless how you cut a guy because you're cutting a guy. But they should have tried to restructure his contract or something instead of just cutting the guy loose. I don't know. It's a business, man. It's. I feel like this happens every single year. It's like spring training stats to me, John. Yeah, now, but now you do the same exact thing. It's not every like every single year. It's just callous cutting. It doesn't. They had. However many dollars contract, and now they have nothing. That just that shit happens. I know I, it's surprising. But. I realize it happens, and I'm not even saying that the Vikings should have done whatever it took to keep Winfield. That mm-hmm. they should have paid him seven and a quarter million dollars. I understand that financially, that might not be tenable mm-hmm. because they've got a lot of guys to bring back. They've only got so much room, and seven and a million dollars is a lot of money for a cornerback who's. 38 years old or whatever Winfield is. But he had a great season last year. He's had a great career with the Vikings. He's been a great servant for the team on a lot of terrible Vikings teams. Mm -hmm. They could have done something better 
than just releasing him while he was downstairs working out at Winter Park. <laughs> and I realized, I'll, I'll say again, I realize that it's ultimately meaningless how how you release a guy because you're yeah. still releasing him. Right. But do something. So it's PR. Have PR. a little bit of class. Poor PR. Well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and wait and see if they replace him with somebody better. But Benefit yeah, of the I'm doubt? Not, Who are yeah, you? I know it. Here's the thing, though. What has happened to this podcast? Come on, Susan. What I what I think about is, do you remember last season when the games that they didn't have Winfield, how fucking horrible the secondary looked? Yes. They have to replace Winfield with somebody very good. It, Who, I don't see it. Who, I'm, I'm holding out hope. I'm trying to be hopeful. God bless Fuck, you. They looked miserable last year without him, and... Uh, you know what? Okay, maybe he was overpaid for his age, but sometimes you have to over. You can't just pay everybody the exact amount that they're worth. Do you think the Ravens had absolutely nobody that was overpaid on their roster last year? That's a great point. Every every roster is going to have guys that are underpaid and overpaid. Sometimes you have to overpay to get what you need. And right now they need defensive backs, and they just got rid of their best one. So what the fuck are we doing here? Well, God but bless it's you. Still early. God bless you, optimistic alien that's taking over Clarence's body. It's still early. I'm trying to have hope. Still early makes sense to me. That's valid. I'll say that. Still early is true, but I really, <laughs> I honestly, up until the day they traded Harvin and the day they released Winfield, I had no idea that free agency was starting in the NFL because <laughs> I just don't care that much. Yeah. It's all about the system anyway. I and mean, at, at this point, we're a couple days into free agency, and, of course, there's nothing but NFL free agency on the news now, uh, and specifically on SportsCenter, which I happen to be watching a little bit at, earlier today. I know, it was a mistake. Remote. But <laughs> isn't it probably just going to settle down in a couple of days and we're all going to look ahead to the draft and say, well, all right, everybody who's going to sign is going to sign, and everybody else is waiting to see what happens at the draft? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Zolga tried to make the point the other day that, you know, he likes free agency day better than the draft. And I love Zolga, but I thought, you're fucking insane. What the hell's the matter? The draft is awesome. Free agency day, as we saw yesterday, was can often be just a big turd. Well, unless you're one of those handful of teams. The free agency uh, doesn't really make any sense in, in so many different ways, right? At least the draft makes some semblance of sense. Like, we need these few guys. We're probably going to get one of them. They'll be slotted here or there. Free agency, like... Dudes are randomly cut. Dudes are signed to way more or way less than you'd ever think about it. I mean, that's sort of the whole thing is just baffling to me. So I don't enjoy yeah. things that don't make sense in general in life. So that sucks. I agree. So, but the I Vikings agree. were not like uh, close. I don't think to being like a great competitive team. They were like, a, <laughs> which is what we would have said the same time this time last year, right? So I think last year they were probably like a seven eight win team that had a few lucky breaks. So this year they're probably gonna get a few worse breaks so they're looking at like a seven win team right now right the, well it doesn't matter what the, they could make every move right at every position the problem is they are severely overmatched at the most important position in in, in any professional sport yeah at quarterback and, and until they they solve that problem everything they everything else they do is just window dressing so let's look on the yeah, bright side maybe that's, well that's part of the reason why i'm just kind of reserved to the fact you know fuck it but whatever they do it i don't know you yeah, gotta, I true. care, but but fuck it. They don't. The most thing, the biggest position, they're overmatched, and until that gets resolved, fuck it, do it. Well, they got a great kicker and a pretty good punter, so I think they're set for another year. That's how this works, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stu, this is the one professional sports team that has overachieved in the last couple of years. This is a good team. 
than we're complaining about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, apparently not being here at Sportive Headquarters makes you the most optimistic person ever. So I might have to try this, too. I'm calling in next week. You guys can all come, you guys can all come over here, and I'm going to sit off in the corner and be like, you know, I'm pretty hopeful for next for next year. black cloud over uh, Sportive Headquarters over here. I just walk in angry. <laughs> I'll be there next Wednesday. Don't worry. Thank you. Let's move on to something else that's going to make us angry, which is the Minnesota Wild. Clarence has a theory about, well, he had a theory up until they lost to Anaheim last night in a game that was no, pretty, I still got her. pretty much abjectly disappointed. But, Clarence, your your theory involves Danny Heatley and his diminishing as being good for the team. Uh, well, I have a, f- a few theories that revolve around Heatley. And this, well, number and this one team. is that he's a spy, that he's a spy I sent by the Wisconsin cool. Badgers to ruin everything in Minnesota, and I think that one's valid. But continue with number I think two. that... Uh, no, I think that any anybody has a Wisconsin connection um, and also plays here for a professional team is trying to ruin us. But that's a that's probably a theory for a different day. Um, well, it is backed up by science, so I don't even know if we can call that a theory anymore. The that's hypothesis proven is fact. Sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's you know, you're probably right. It's an understanding. We'll, we'll we'll dive into that when we have you know a couple hours. Um, it goes back to Bud Grant. Where was he born? Uh, Superior, Wisconsin. Last four Super Bowls. Spy number one. Always hated him. Wow. Um, this Joel podcast Curry. is not going to last very long if we <laughs> insult Bud Grant. Well, People I, are going to descend on sportive it. headquarters and beat the crap out of us. People have to start rethinking the way they look at the whole universe when they, when they really dive into this, this theory. That's true. But, it uh, changes your life. Anyways, I guess my theory about Danny Healy revolves around um, captains and uh, that this t- the Minnesota Wild have always – since Danny Heatley got here, they've been Danny Heatley's team. And, you know, coaches, they assign certain players to captain's patch because they want them to be leaders and they want the team to adopt that player's style. And, or, you know, sometimes it's handed out to a prima donna to pacify them. But mostly it's done, it's given to the best player and the hardest worker, hoping that the rest of the team falls in line. Um, but what you find on a lot of teams is that, they don't. Uh, the teams don't always adopt the style of the guy wearing the C. The coach can hand him the C, but it, the players know better. The players know who the guy in the room is, and Danny Heatley's always been the biggest guy on this team, and they've adopted his style. Um, they have for for the last couple of years. You know, Heatley goes on these streaks where he just disappears. He's extremely talented. Um, yeah, but, he'll score ten goals a season with two four goal games and then two the rest of the season. It seems like that's exactly right, and that's what the Wild have done uh, since he's been here. They, they adopt that same style where they'll go on streaks and score a lot of goals, and then their offense will just disappear. And they don't move their feet, and they can be kind of slow and and scratch your head your head at, at the whole team sometimes. And that's kind of the way that Danny Heatley plays. And they gave Koivu the C, but it doesn't mean that they just magically adopt Koivu's style. They never did. Um, well, if they adopt yeah, Koivu's no. style, they're just going to be angry all the time. Well, at least he plays a lot harder too. He mucks it up in the corners, and I think that's and he works harder. Everybody, by all accounts, he works very hard, and I think that's probably what Yo was after. But uh, it just never happened that this was Heatley's team. What I'm finding though, they had this this run like the last five or seven games before last night where they were playing really well, and. Uh, I guess what I see is that they're slowly adopting Parisian Suter's style. This is becoming Parisian Suter's team and less Heatley's team. And I looked at that at, at Sunday night's game, John. I think you and I both agree. Everybody's got to agree that that was the best game they played from beginning to end all yep, season. Absolutely, Sunday night's, no yeah, argument Sunday here. Night's game. 
<laughs> you watch. You stay out of this. You're gonna start throwing in your stats on this, and I guess just technically, I can't argue with that. That's as far as I'll go. Well, what I looked at, so I looked at the box score of Sunday night's game, and I because I kind of got the sense when I was watching it that Heatley didn't play a lot. And you look at the box score, and, and he had by far he played least amount he has all season by far. Um, and Zucker was stealing is stealing his minutes. That's a good thing. They're both left wings. Zucker's up and coming player, plays hard. Didn't he die um, last night? He just about died. Corey Perry, with the puck about 50 feet away, tried to take his head off from the blind side. I saw that. Got suspended, for, got suspended for four games, and I think it probably should have been eight. Because Perry's got at least somewhat of a history of doing this to people. Fucking hockey. Well, yes. <laughs> so Sunday night, you know, Healy normally, before this stretch, he was playing like 20, 25 minutes a game, maybe 19. And... uh Sunday night he played 13 minutes. I don't know how that correlates to basketball. I'm trying to think about maybe how this would correlate to an NBA game. I don't know if it does very well. Um, but they have regular shifts, and Healy's not getting the regular shifts that he was before. Before he was playing 25 shifts, up to 30 shifts a game, uh, he was down to 18 shifts on Sunday night. Well, Zucker think- is stealing his minutes, and that's that was going on that kind of five- to seven-game stretch where Heatley's minutes were significantly decreased. Zucker's were up. And the team was playing much better. Now, I give Heatley a lot of grief, and a lot of it is like a bit. You know, I'm just this goofball that hates Wisconsin, and it's a bit. It's a bit. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't not, say I that. Hate Wisconsin, but uh, a lot of it was just kind of giving him shit and yanking his tit and whatnot. But uh, the the numbers, Broxy, you're gonna love this. The numbers uh, play it out. It, it shows. The more Heatley plays, the the worse they're doing. The less he plays, and the more Zucker plays, the better they were doing. I'm um, listening. That's great. That's Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Well, I think like you, I, said, I, 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 I think you got to look at the. What I think happened here is that the lines got switched around a little. Now you got a first yeah. line that at the start of the season it was Parisi and Koivu and Heatley, and they were the only guys who were scoring at all. But at this point, Parisi and Koivu are on a line with Charlie Coyle. And the second line is Zucker and Cullen, and I don't even know who's playing right wing on that line now, I guess. And then you got Healy, who's all the way down on the third line with Kyle Brodziak and Cal Clutterbuck, and that's fine. But when you're looking for scoring, they go to the first two lines, and then they've got the fourth line, which is Kanapka and Rupp and Tori Mitchell and whoever else is kind of in the doghouse that's the defensively responsible checking fighting line. And so if... If you're looking at those lines, the Heatley line, that third line, is going to be the one that gets the least ice time when you're looking for a goal. And as much as anything, I think that's why Healy's playing less. And I agree with you that that's probably a good thing. As much as anything, because you need somebody on that Clutterbuck-Brodziak line to generate some offense, because Clutterbuck just runs around trying to hit people, and Brodziak is Brodziak. Yep. No, that's it. Heatley's playing less. The team's playing better. They're slowly but surely adopting... This is slowly but surely becoming Parisi's team, and that's a good thing. They're winning more. At some, I, I think that's that's part of the reason why they're playing better is because it's becoming less of Healy's team. At some point, do you think about giving Parisi the C instead of Koivu, or does that just create too much hassle? It's probably in the middle of this. I don't know when the right time. I don't think, I guess the beginning of my point was, I don't think who wears the C makes a lot of difference. When you play in a team, you kind of know, Oh fuck! Where's the C? Well, good for him. He gets to go for the coin flip or whatever. That's that's great. But teams innately adopt uh, adopt a guy's style, and it has little to do with the guy that's wearing the C. Well, I, well, I, I started to adopt a Dino Cicerelli style and just walked around without pants for a while. Or 
That's my style. I adopted that long ago. Yeah, go out and get the newspaper with, with no pants. Yep. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, so, the old neighbor, the helicopter. Yep. That's an awful lot of talk about a team that is one game over 500 right now and is leading its division because everybody else in the division is terrible. Oh, all so, right. And, and, you know, you're going to look at the... I was very confused for this entire thing. I was like, oh, my God, are they good? No, they're, okay. they're, they've won me. 13 games out of 25, so... Yeah. You can argue about the fact that they have three overtime losses or whatever, but I just don't care. Yeah. I'd be happier if they just listed the standings and wins and losses so we could all understand <laughs> just how mediocre the wild are right now i had a party last saturday at my house and um somebody turned the tv onto the wild and got yelled at pretty badly i don't think i'd like your friends very much no they're a bunch of assholes. No, why didn't yeah why weren't we invited what happened to our invite roxy what, what's that uh, no it's part of the google hangout it should be there in your inbox your google oh, plus inbox. I must, you must have missed it yeah yeah sorry about that sorry hockey haters only <laughs> Which is everybody Brandon knows except for the three of us. <laughs> Actually, we could probably count Stu in there, too. Stu counts. Speaking of Stu, Stu wanted to go over some of our some of our assertions from last week, such as the Gopher basketball team is back and Ricky Rubio should be sent to a work camp. <laughs> yeah, um, there's really no, nothing quite like making bold predictions and pronouncements and then having them completely turned on their ear about 24 to 48 hours later and... Sure enough, last week when, uh, and really mostly Brandon who fucked up. Um, it's pretty much Brandon. No, I didn't yep. fuck up at all. Uh, I stand by every single uh, thing that I said. Fuck so all of you. <laughs> okay, okay. The Gophers, after knocking off the rolling team in the country, could not have looked worse losing two games to two terrible teams in terrible cities with terrible fans. And then um, Ricky Rubio literally saved Christmas last night. Uh, Triple-double against the team with the best record in the NBA. Asterisk, because they didn't have all of their players. But the point stands is that we were wrong last, mostly Brandon, some of us as well. And uh, we're listening to us for any predictions ever. Unbelievable. All right. Can I I retort? No. No. Nope. Cut him off. Yeah. Can retort, 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 retort. I... Last week, after the Indiana game, I was the person that was pissing in everybody else's punch bowl by saying I still wanted Tubby fired. I'm very proud of that. Is that? I mean, I should be proud of that, right? We were, yes. You guys were you guys were flying high. Yeah, what, Stu? Did we record last week's episode? Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's live. Okay, this week. I want to go back to that in case that's correct. So. All right, good. You look it up. I I have been on the fire tubby bandwagon, driving the bus since the very beginning, and I I yes, don't I think that I that. saw it getting this bad. Um, I didn't think that they would lose, obviously, to Nebraska. They were like you know twelve point favorites or whatever. But um, I think our general point stands. Like you have no idea what team is going to show up. They're dependent on too few players. Tubby Smith sucks. And they're going to win despite him by um, having some great games by Hollins or Mbakwe. Um, they, again, could get blown out by 20 uh, in the first round. And I would not. Uh, it would not be, like, the biggest shock on the planet to have him get to the Final Four, right? So um, it would be a shock, obviously. But, um, you know, UConn was the almost the exact equivalent of the Gophers two years ago. Remember that when they snuck in as an eight seed? They were ninth in the Big East or eighth in the Big East. They were terrible, playing awful, uh, came up big and won it all. So, um, yeah, shit happens. But I still think that uh, I feel okay about that. 
Fire Tubby. Look at it this way. They're done with the road portion of the schedule. They yep. were terrible on the road, mm-hmm. but now they're done with that. All they're neutral. onto the neutral site. It's all neutral site from now on. Oh, yeah. I all think neutral. national championship is in the future. <laughs> so, I mean, you might. I mean, you and just, they're all fine student athletes. You didn't say near future, so you can't. we can't prove you wrong ever. It might be in the future. Excellent point. We're all going to die someday. Excellent point. Probably soon. Um, and then uh, point two with Ricky Rubio. Um, I do not remember saying that I hate him and he's terrible and we should cut him. I yeah, mean, I'll, I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just saying he's so exciting and fun to watch that we sometimes lose sight that he's not yet an amazing player. I think that's what I said. But I, according to every, from you, all you assholes and everybody else on Twitter, I said he's the fucking worst and I don't like him. That is no, what you said. I remember yeah. that. Okay. All right. You yeah. talked about numbers. You talked about Purr or something like that. Oh, and yeah. you said Purr is he's the worst player in the league. And I, uh, one of the worst do you get extra Purr for going around your back twice in the same drive? You should. <laughs> On my Purr, you, you do. You don't, though. I mean, I'm sorry. My purr, but he scored two four, points four at the end of that. The... <laughs> I'm so... He did score two points. And they beat the Spurs mostly, thank... well, mostly thanks to him and Alexi Shved somehow. Pulling a six or eight night out of nowhere, but I I am very happy for Ricky Rubio, and I'm very sorry. That no, I you're said not. That I hated him. You're very angry about Ricky Rubio. Uh, he had a, actually last week we talked for about three minutes about how dreamy he was, and you were right on board with that. My God. So maybe I am misremembering. He had 21 points tonight and 10 assists tonight and six boards, and uh, was like a minus 24 for the game. Well, everybody was a minus 24 for the game. No, he had the worst plus minus. All right, who had the best plus minus tonight? I'm pretty sure it was Shved. That was, can't be true. Who was one for seven. <laughs> I have no idea how that <laughs> yeah, happened. But you game to game, I get it. I'm just saying that's my point. You can't entirely blame Ricky Rubio for who the four guys on the floor with him are. I can't entirely. I'm just saying I would like – last year, actually very impressive, he has like a, a net plus seven um, on the floor, right? on versus off the floor, which is a really, really, really impressive statistic. So I am chalking up his uh, uh, poor statistics this year to knee surgery and just terrible teammates, right? So that's fine. He does need really, really good, like at least guys who can make shots around him to be successful. He can't carry a team, as we're seeing. I guess that was my whole point, which is sad. But here's, I'm glad we brought this up again because here's the thing I want to discuss. I, I like numbers. When they have explanatory power. When they make when sense they can, when, No, not when they make sense. When they, when they can explain something. Okay. My question is, we can say that his plus minus is, is bad, and I don't dispute that because I'm bad. sure it is. But why is that? The thing about plus minus is it can't tell me why Ricky Rubio is terrible. Now, if you look, if you look at the numbers behind there and say, well, they're giving up 10% more points when he's on the floor as compared to any other time. Yep. Then we have to look and say, well, why is Ricky Rubio's defense so terrible? What about having him on the floor makes the Timberwolves' defense worse? And that is an interesting conversation. Just saying that his plus-minus is bad doesn't tell you much. Doesn't actually tell me anything. All right, I get it. You know what's actually interesting? Um, I love that I just said actually interesting because the rest of this wasn't. No, the rest of <laughs> this. The rest of this absolutely is not interesting, and we're sorry uh, for anybody who's in lost. Itself is not interesting. Go ahead. Um, defensively, uh, steal percentage um, and amount of points given up while he's on the floor, he's actually about the same as last year, so he's really good defensively. Offensively, his um, shooting percentage is down, 
from terrible, so it's worse. Yes. Um, and we know his shooting percentage is bad. So his shooting he has been worse shoot. this year. Yes. His assist percentage is up a little bit, but just about the same. Um, his turnovers are just about the same. His per is almost identical. So it just it just paints a picture that he's he needs to shoot better to be able to carry a team. And since he can't do that, he's very dependent on who he plays with. And so, that sucks, man. So That's not what you think about from like a far and away second best player on the team. Incredibly exciting. I think almost, I mean, let's probably every single person who likes the Timberwolves' favorite player, right? I and think that's true. It sucks that that that's just doesn't always translate into being like a get-on-my-back-boys type player. Well, and the point I'm trying to make is that I, I agree that Ricky Rubio probably can't carry a team by himself to victory. You heard it here. He hates him. <laughs> that's not... Except for when he did it last night, right, John? Yeah, that's true. All right, actually, I'm going to turn that around and say Ricky <laughs> Rubio absolutely can carry a team to victory because he just did it. It just happened. He did it once. But he can't shoot well enough to dominate on the offensive end right. by himself. Not yet. Well, he did it last night. Except last night. <laughs> What did he shoot last night? Was he like 9 for 18? Something like that, yeah. Just lights out 50%. (laughs) At his prime, could Steve Nash carry a team? Totally. Yes, Steve Nash was an amazing shooter. Yeah, he could actually shoot. Ricky Rubio turn into Steve Nash? No, he can uh, can turn into Jason Kidd, who who learned a a nice set three-point shooting um, about halfway through his career. Could Jason um, Kidd carry a team like you want Ricky to? Um, and bearing, bearing in mind here that Jason Kidd is a Hall of Fame point guard. Jason Kidd was, yeah, he was obviously a lot better than Rubio is right now, but I think that's the ceiling. That would be the goal. I mean, no, I don't think he, Jason Kidd ever carried a team. I don't think that a pass-first point guard like, like uh, either of those guys really will ever carry a team. I don't think we need him to do that. I'm just saying he's... Uh, well, then why are you asking him to do that? I'm not. I'm not asking him. I'm oh, just, you clearly I'm just, are. You wanted him sent to a work camp. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, three, four years in the D-League, and he'll come back, and he'll be fine. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I was just yeah. saying, um, I, was, I think I was just griping that it's a bummer that's, that that excitement doesn't necessarily translate into wins. He came back, um, and they got immediately... Uh, worse with him on the court. Like a lot of that was, again, just him recovering. <laughs> they got immediately worse because Kevin Love was off the floor. That too. Not because Ricky Rubio came And back. Rubio was terrible when he came back. So his statistics are a little skewed just because of that. Like, he's been a lot better recently. Yeah, can we get sure. a plus-minus over the last month? No, I mean, I am going to continue this uh, podcast tradition of never looking anything up. I like you know it. That. That's part of what we do here. I actually have a it's printed of sheet charm. of paper instead of a computer here tonight. Yeah. Um, retro. I was just I was thinking that he is um, the best way I can describe it. He is the uh, Ichiro of basketball, and Ichiro is a Hall of Fame right fielder. So we're saying Ricky Rubio is definitely a Hall of Famer. Well, he and anyone who hates years. him, like anyone who hates Ichiro, is racist. Ichiro is was very exciting, and he was great, but he didn't necessarily always um, what he was great at didn't always necessarily translate into way more runs or a much better offense. But he was amazing, and he was everybody's favorite, right? So Ichiro got on base pretty much every time he was on. Not as much as you think. That's the sort of weird thing about Ichiro. He hit 330, and he didn't draw a lot of walks. Not but many walks. Still, he was on base. He was good. <laughs> he was good on the base pass. He could throw anybody out from right field. I'm now saying. we're now we're man. You just hate everyone. You hate Ricky Rubio. You hate Ichiro. I love. What do you Ichiro. have against foreigners? <laughs> 
Who hurts you so badly, Brandon? A foreigner. Glass eye and wandering hands. Oh God! So I just dug a deeper hole. Yeah. Now we know I, you yes. hate Ichiro too. Love and possibly Rubio. all foreign people. I was saying that Ichiro is my my favorite player, and Rubio is my favorite player. Is that okay? So you hate no. your favorite players? No, I love them. I love them both so much. You don't like players that rely. You don't like pass first point guard. Point I love guards. him. He's like my favorite player, and he's doing me. Like I people like that nobody, rely on others to get the job. Done. I like nobody else in the NBA more than Ricky Rubio. He's my favorite. He's just not as great as we think he is. Us so, Rube fans just watching the game, right? So we're saying this is like me and the Vikings, where they're my favorite team, and I hate them so very, very much. No, that I can understand. Okay, now you're getting. I get that. He's That's a good analogy. The greatest. I love him, but he's not amazing at basketball. He's just pretty good. How at dare basketball. you? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I lost this one. We've then. really, we've really moved this conversation along since last. Did week, I make I'm proud my point us. about Tubby though? Did I at least get half credit, Stu? I agree with you on Tubby. I'm, we're fine with that. Stu, what do you think? Uh, you get a half point. That's it. I'll take it. I didn't hear, I didn't hear a total apology out of you, so I'm not going to give you too much credit, but. I wouldn't expect no. you to give me too much credit. <laughs> no, some credit, though. half credit. So, well, thank we can you go on to the next topic. I think, I think Clarence has a rant coming up next. I believe that's true. I think Stu that's tried to tell him how to be a fan. I did. No, that was me. Um, Clarence, you brought up a really good point on uh, on Twitter this past week about, um, in particular, Twins fans who cheer for the team in a. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST certain manner uh these are the uh wannabe gm types and i've i've been there um myself um i think wannabe gms have a really hard time um understanding why anybody else would want to watch baseball in a different manner um and i just thought you made some uh a really nice point with one of your rants about that that's bullshit right is that what your point was uh (laughs) i don't even i never have a point so uh Maybe. Don't even remember it, do I don't know. I'll go off on my not really uh, to week things come and go. Sure, uh, I have a lot of blackouts. Um, we know that. I'll go with my rant that I think you're talking about, and then you tell me if if it's the same as what you're talking about. What I what I remember last week was that there was a there was an article. I don't remember even the article, but it revolved around payroll with the Twins, and uh, you know, as you might expect, some fans got angry about the Twins payroll. It was in the comments section or it was on Twitter or something. And 
and there's a there's a few guys on Twitter that I stopped following, but I see it through the retweets that anytime people uh, rip on the team, the Twins or the Vikings about the direction that they're going, these guys they, they disparage those people. They kind of call them rubes or whatever. And I won't mention these people by name because they use their real name on on Twitter, and I hide behind my pseudonym like a coward. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they use their real name. I'm a pussy. But uh, Your name is actually Charlie Swamptown. Should we just... <laughs> it's not a very good pseudonym. Terrible Let's pseudonym. be honest. Well, so there's people on Twitter, you know, ripping on the Twins for the for their payroll this year that it's being cut again. And this this, this guy kind of used this default position. That he called them tinfoil hat wearers, um, casual fans, um, and basically said that they were incapable of understanding the long view that the twins are after. Yep. And you know that's fine. He can have that that opinion. The problem is that uh, the way that he has, and there's a lot of people like this. Their default setting, if somebody disagrees with them, is just to call the other side ignorant, yeah, or stupid. And he's this person uses it in their politics, and they use. I've seen it before because it gets retweeted a lot, and it just kind of gets to me sometimes that. You know what? People can't can't disagree with me just because we have a difference of opinions because they're stupid yeah. or they're ignorant or they're they're not as diehard of a fan as I am. They just simply don't understand the game as well as I do. That was what my rant was about. Is well, this you know here we go again. They're telling me how I should be a fan. And the funny thing is, I tend to agree with the person a lot on a lot of stuff or with these people on a lot of stuff. But it, I don't think that the people that disagree with me are are stupid. I don't think that they're illogical. I don't think that people that think the twins are are building for the future have you know the market cornered on this long view. Um, I think there's a perfectly logical explanation that could have been made for for buying a few bigger free agents this year. That and, and it wouldn't have hurt the development of the younger players in, in the long haul. That that there's room for that argument. Those people aren't stupid. Yeah, so. no, I totally agree with you. And it just it's strange to me when um, when fans um, and again. Cheer for your sport, whoever the fuck you want to cheer for. I I couldn't care yep. less. But it's it's sort of strange to me sometimes how fans want to pretend they're part of management. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't yep. understand why why it's more fun to uh, think about the again roster construction and the salary cap, whatever else. Like, isn't your point as a fan to like enjoy to go out and just enjoy the sport like see wins here and there you know like well what's the point of going to sign a couple free agents they're not going to go anywhere 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 this year like well don't you want to go to a game and watch a halfway competitive team couldn't that be the end of it like i don't really care about profitability and needing to uh save money this year to to put it to next year or whatever like I know a really good reason why you'd want to sign a better starter than Kevin Correa or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's because people will come to the game more often. And when more people come to games, you get more money that way. And they drink more yeah. beer and eat more food. I got to take issue whole, with that, though. Who fucking, did you want him to sign? Joe Saunders? People sure. are not going to fill the stadium for Joe Saunders, but not for Kevin Correa. Well, okay. They'll fill the stadium for wins, and signing Joe Saunders would have given a better Wait a second. We're thinking Joe yeah. Saunders would have led to wins? I just don't understand this Is there whole, a different like, Joe Saunders out there that I'm not aware of? Uh, yeah, Over- the Joe Saunders who's a billion times better than Kevin Correa. I'm not arguing that Kevin Correa is a good pitcher. I'm just saying. Let's not pretend that Joe Saunders was out there and he was going to give us 
Johan Santana Cy Young kind of Nobody's performance. Hell, he's better than the guys they got, John. That's the point, is that he's better than what than the moves they made. And uh, the counterpoint was, well, if you sign some of these guys to long-term deals, to two-year deals that may hurt the development of May or Myers or guys they may bring up next year, now that could be true, and I, I tend to kind of agree with that, but it doesn't mean that the people that thought signing a guy for two years wouldn't hurt the development of May. Keep, keep Myers down. For two more years. Let me ask you That's guys this. That's not an illogical argument. No, I know. It just it just makes me, and I'm with you, I'm, and I'm totally with you, because I understand that the majority of people who call into talk show, uh, radio, whatever, that are like, why don't they sign Grinky? They're mostly yeah, idiots, right? But That's true. You know yes. what? The, the point is, that sort of makes sense. Like, the fans, that should be their role. The fans should want the team to sign the best players because it's more fun for them because their role in whole, this whole thing is watching the games. They're not on the payroll. They're not, they don't need to be in it for the long haul, long term, whatever. Like, they just want to enjoy themselves. That's a fine point of view. If they're saying that Grinky would be the missing link to get to the World Series, yeah, then you make fun of them, right? But just asking a team to sign a really good player. Shouldn't that be the natural point of a yes. fan? Isn't that That's weird true. that those yeah. are the people that are getting shit? No, on? no, you're just not. You're just ignorant. You, uh, you how dare can't you? Can't see the long, the how, long view. Yeah. What about you know? What, his payroll is going to get. It's going to lock them up for the future, and they're going to be less flexible. Now, like I don't give yeah. a shit. I'm not man. I'm not yeah. the general manager. They'll figure that out somehow. I want yeah. to have better players because it's more fun when I go to the game, and I want the tickets. As you know, you'd think as a general manager, you'd probably want tickets on StubHub to go for more than like seventy-five cents <laughs> in the middle of July, as they've been doing, right? So, I mean, again, if <laughs> yeah. that's what you, if that's how you enjoy baseball, is is not again like the whole, the more of the GM role and less of the just watching because it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like some dudes who are more into like the stats, like I am, start like thinking in terms of like they're on the like they're on the in management does that make sense john you're just not especially i i feel like i enjoy going to baseball games for very different reasons than just my team is probably going to win today and i think that's true of a lot of baseball fans because even the very best team that ever was is going to lose a quarter of the time yep so I think it's true of every sport, but especially, I think, with baseball. The the attraction of going to the game is sitting outside, drinking a beer, mm-hmm. talking to whoever you're with or not talking to them. I like going to baseball and sitting there and realizing I haven't had a single normal thought go through my head for three straight innings. No, that's... And I, I mean, can't remember what's happened. every day. Yeah. I can't remember what's happened, and I can't remember whether we had any base runners or who's coming up for us next inning. I'm not keeping score or anything. I'm just zoning out and enjoying being at the baseball game. And that's true whether Kevin Correa or Alex Meyer or whoever might be on the mound is out there. Now, are people more likely to go when the team's winning? Yeah, I understand that. But I, I, I I don't necessarily think that there's not room for the fan out there who is trying to think about how the twins are going to get to a championship and know that it's not by signing Zach Grinky this year and signing no one else. Okay. That's I fine. think, I think there's, I think there's room for both is what I'm saying. Well, that's the point we're trying to make is that, uh, I don't think that some of the, uh, snobbier fans nowadays think there is room for the, for the person who goes, Oh my God, we just signed Grinky. That's amazing. Shouldn't yeah. But that, I've, shouldn't that be the default 
position? That's but I, amazing. He's a great pitcher. I feel like we're discussing their argument styles, not their opinions. No, well, that I, was my rant was, was more focusing on that, that you'll hear people make what I think are sometimes sound arguments for the Twins should pay extra and get this guy. And they're not talking about Grinky. It doesn't matter. Let's say Edwin Jackson. And the default setting of some of these guys I see on Twitter are they'll hashtag back in big letters, you know, capital letters, fire guardy. Instead of arguing the point that, you know, Edwin Jackson maybe doesn't make sense for this or that, it's just if you if you don't adopt the Twins' view of the lower payroll this year and you, and you think they should spend more, then somehow you're just this illogical fan that, that you know, no, we've got the the market cornered on thoughtful analysis, and, and you're just a rube if, if you think it. Well, I also think that some of the people that I've seen do that are actual members of the media, and that, to me, uh, smacks of homerism about as bad as anything. I mean, you it cannot tell me that you agree with the majority of the moves. Some of it's a little bit of a head-scratcher. but mo- I mean, actually, you can tell me that. That's fine. But it's okay to be a little bit more critical of some of the moves they made. I mean, they're not currently like a great organization, are they? Nope. The Twins? No. They're fucking moving in the right direction. I think so. I think they are. But, I mean, they've been playing for tomorrow since as long as I can remember, for the most part. I don't think they're above judgment. They're not, you know, they're not above um, being questioned on a few things. 290 loss means you have judgment coming your way. Yeah. That's yeah, true. exactly. That's Stu, where do you fall on this? Just around it. Stu, are you a... Uh, uh, Want to be GM or a Rube, or are you in the middle? Um, I think I'm just kind of a smart ass who just wants to watch the world burn. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just in it for the good jokes, man. I I just I just want to make fun of people and have no consequences. Stu is only happy when someone does something stupid, whether the Twins win or lose. Yeah, as long as someone trips over first base. That is exactly right. I guess I would oh, just. Yeah. I guess my point I, is. I, understand where Clarence is coming from on that and it's just you know yeah I, I don't care for the well you know if you understood baseball the way I understood baseball you would understand how stupid you are that I, I, I do not care for that tone sir That's I it, do not yep. care for that at all so yeah I, I'm on board with that and I don't know if, you know how common that is but I, I mean I have seen that as well so yeah but yeah, I just feel like I am sort of a reformed wannabe GM because I did really find that very interesting for a long time. And there was, there definitely was a long time where in this hypothetical world where the Twins decided to sign uh, Edwin Jackson, you know, where I would have been like, boy, I don't know if that really makes a whole lot of sense because he's $10 million mm-hmm. and you could take this and do that and he's flexibility, whatever. And then, I don't know, I think I got to a point where I was like, oh, wait a minute, I don't work for the team. I just, he's... <laughs> Edwin Jackson is better than the other guy we'd have. So I'm just going to start like being happy about that. And we can talk about some of the other particulars, you know, at at certain points, but um there's nothing wrong with just like wanting your team to be better. You know? True. I, I want all of them to be better. We can do it. No, we can't. No, no. No, it's impossible. Listen, you and me are at the headquarters, we got the black cloud hanging over this. <laughs> Dakota County and Stearns County on the line. They may believe we can be better. Yeah. But here in this house, yeah. It's nothing but negativity. Do you think that Twins fans have been, including us, have been conditioned to always play for next year, always play for the future? I mean, I remember Johan Santana said at one point, like one of the very few negative things he said was, "It does get, it does get tiring always 
playing for the following season. You know, I think it was after one of these. Um, they were right in the hunt, and it was right at the end of a uh, um, trading deadline where they didn't make any yep. moves or they traded somebody away. Yeah. And I was like, man, you've, that's that's so right. I mean, you know, you have a, only a few years. It's kind of fucking sucked to be in a team that's just like, yeah, you know, we'll trade these guys. We'll yeah, get but some more picks or not picks, but you know, prospects. how many of those deadline deals end up working out? I mean, the most famous Twins deadline deal I can think of where they actually went for it was trading for Rick Reed. Who was terrible? Todd Jones, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I guess I'm not talking about the trade deadline in in uh, in particular. I'm just saying the more general point of the Twins are really never just saying, "All right, these next two years we're we're go- we're going to go after it. We're going to you know." But I think no, that's fair, Brandon. You know, John, you talk about the, the Twins haven't had a lot of big deadline deals that have worked out, but how many have they made? If Rick Reed's your biggest deadline deal ever, then don't forget Nevin. Well, Phil Nevin, Nevin, Brett Boone, there's so many examples of when they were close, they needed a second baseman, and they went out and got Brett fucking Boone. He was free. He was free, guys. He was good six years prior to us signing him, which were amazing at signing guys like that. My favorite thing about about Brett Boone was that he hit third for a week, and then he hit fifth for a week, and then he hit ninth for a week, and then he was out of baseball forever. (laughs) Just the fact that... the twins went to him and asked, "Where do you want to hit?" And he said, third. I wonder when he and has put him in the lineup, hitting third, just because he was good in two thousand two before yeah. they started testing for steroids. I wonder when he uh, has people over for a cocktail party. He goes, "Welcome to the house that Roy's built." <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't you think? I just I <laughs> remember when we had Ruben. Remember when the twins had Ruben Sierra for like a week too? Sure. Man, yeah. those were the days. Tore up his shoulder. So you don't think that Twins fans are conditioned to like take the company line of, hey man, we got to keep ourselves. No, because Twins fans gotta... are just as angry as anybody, any other kind of fans. I don't know, man. They talk about salary, like salary yeah, cap but... issues, way too much. <laughs> if you look at, go look at Dave St. Peter's replies on Twitter. I love and that then guy. Tell me, he's great. Well, he went to UND, so as Fuck far yeah. as I'm concerned, he's terrible. But the who is that? What it is? His. His grand view is that everybody on the team will be Canadian, just like his favorite UND men's hockey team. That's his <laughs> grand plan. He's a spy, too. He's trying to get all Canadians. How Michael Saunders is not a Twins player by now is an absolute it's miracle. It's a mystery. Yep, Scott Diamond, Morneau. He's just slowly building it up. It's going to be all Canadians. You they got wait. rid of Tassoni, though. Well, yeah, that that was a coup. French resistance is more of a French Canadian, yeah, that's a little bit different. That's right. So, do we have anything talking to Savage this week for the Twins? Is anybody? I can't ask John because he doesn't believe in anything. But is anybody doing well in spring training? That's enough to be promising. Didn't they send down everybody who was doing well? Alex Meyer, yeah, Michael Tonkin, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're still in the ledge. I believe in tonight's spring training game they were ahead four to three and then gave up six runs in the ninth. So. And who gave up those six runs in the ninth? Which pitcher was on the mound? Was it Burnett again? Was it Burton? I have no idea. It wasn't Perkins. He's he's at the WBC. So. <laughs> By the way, Alex Burnett well, is going to be terrible again this year. Obviously, I think he's gone. He's not going to make the team. I think he's like. I think he'll make the team and he'll be out by May fifteenth because he'll be terrible. I don't know. All right, that's my thoughts on the Twins. Yeah, nobody nobody has anything to talk us off the ledge, and why would they? It's spring training, which doesn't matter. No, you're right. And I mean. Yeah. I'm like, you know, three of their best players are, you know, at the WBC, got a couple of prospects playing for some foreign teams. So, yeah, there's really not much to talk about right now. Stu, have you been watching the WBC? Oh, God, no. No. 
Why would you? But oh. you clearly have been paying attention. Ask me about Justified. I've been watching Justified. <laughs> Stuart. I'm two behind, Stu, on the DVR. You shut your mouth. I won't say a word. I won't say a word. Great episode last night again, though. Oh. Trust me. I was shut really up. hoping Stu was falling in love with an international competition, and that would lead to us watching no. <laughs> watching World Cup soccer next summer together, wearing matching Landon Donovan jerseys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a catch. Don't worry. <laughs> Sit up in your tree for it, and we'll watch it. Tree for it, FC. Stu, remember when I um, stopped watching Justified because the dude shot somebody every single week? Um, yes. And you I hate violence? That. No, I mean it just was a little too it was too much. But I realized that you just watch it for the dialogue, and then you end up kind of forgetting that he shoots somebody every single week, and then it just ends up being fine. Yeah. Isn't that the point of Justified? Is that he shoots somebody? I, and I don't. But, I don't watch Justified. It's also so. like supposedly kind of a. They make it to be like a very realistic show. You know, like it's just sort of in the country, and people talk pretty normal and regular, and they dress regular, and they're not like super pretty, whatever. Um, but then also he's just like a bunch of shootouts, like in the same area every single week. It's like, come on, this you know this never happened, you know, and like. Harlem in the 70s this shit didn't happen right so but um, it's sort of in the Breaking Bad category for me where it's like yeah I guess it's not like completely realistic but it's so um, intense and um, so well crafted in that sort of arena of unrealistic that it ends up being um, pretty good Brandon hated much easier to your disbelief for a well written show than it is for say Alf you know Are you, <laughs> you talking shit about Alf man? Brandon hated Cheers first... too because they were always in the bar every week who has enough time to be in that bar? Yeah, um, no, Cheers is the greatest. Speaking of, yeah. this is going to be the best segue of all time. Speaking of Brandon and other cities, Brandon's going to Dallas. Oh. Let's hear a little about this. Oh, boy. I don't know what to say. Um, I gotta, I mean, you're allowed to talk about this on the podcast, right? This is a very public forum, so I guess we've got to watch what we say here. But No, it's not private. Um, I just got a new job at JCPenney, so I'm going down there. So let me ask family. you this. I was thinking about this a little this afternoon on the way up to the podcast. Have you all started picking which Minnesota sports you're going to follow while you're down in Dallas? Um, no, I plan on... Um, following all of them i'm gonna get the uh, mlb package right away so i can follow the twins that's important to me it's like yep. very comforting you know um so i don't really see that a whole lot will change in terms of sports i suppose i'll just get all the whatever package i need to get what's strange to me though is like i think you have to buy the full mlb package to watch the twins you know this is just this bullshit about cable tv or satellite tv in general is all this bundling that you have to do and whatever like i don't understand why there isn't like a minnesota sports package can you just have that when you live somewhere else and why just don't get you want to watch every mlb game no i only want to watch you know like my four teams i'm sure there's a billion fans out there that feel the same exact way that live apart from wherever they're whatever true and it's just stupid to me it's a bunch of bullshit so i have to pay a lot of money now to get mlb cancel that get the nba cancel that are you gonna get the nhl I mean, this is the point I'm trying to make. Are you going to get the NHL? No. Are you going to no. make an effort to get Sunday ticket or something for the NFL, or are you just going to watch the Red Zone Network? I haven't decided about the NFL yet. Yeah, that's going to be the tough one for me. But I also, do. I've always isn't there a way that people uh, work that around where they get an address and they they bill it to the address in the mini in Minneapolis their their Dish Network, but they live. You know, in Texas, oh, like yeah. you may. I'm so sure there's a, a billion ways around it. Can't you just buy, what's that fucking plug-in that you can just, can I just buy a sling box and yeah. put it into my parents' exactly. TV? Why <laughs> not that? I want to. There you go. I don't know, yeah. man. That's an ethics thing. An ethics I thing. I guess you get to the point where you're like, fuck these cable people. Is that is that the well, point of view I should have? 
that's what my, my buddy does up at his cabin in Wisconsin is he bills it to his home address, so we get all the FSN. We don't get FSN Wisconsin at his cabin. We get FSN North. And Thank we goodness. watch all the Minnesota sports. So no shit. I know there's a way around it. I just don't. That's that's all, as much as I know. You can't subpoena me or anything. That's all I know. I just told it all. Good. my guts. We won't. I mean, how are they going to find? Uh, well, I guess now we all know your name, Charlie. Yeah, well, Charlie's they'll probably to. find you if they need to. <laughs> People can go back. Stu's used my real name like three or four times already in these podcasts. Y- you can find it. Really? Not Senator oh. Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, Stu might be a spy as well. We don't know where he came from. Maybe he came from Wisconsin. So I think my second question about this Dallas movie is, you're going to Dallas for the summer. Mm-hmm. Are you insane? <laughs> no shit, right? The timing's terrible. The high uh, for three months straight is like 95 on average. And it's not like it's a dry heat either. No, no, it's wet. It's a wet heat. What are you Just doing to yourself? Swamp. Uh, um, Says the guy who lives in Minnesota Yeah, you for know, no reason. I underst- I, I mean, whatever. I, If you prefer the cold, prefer the heat, I don't give a shit. But to me, there's the worst it gets in the summer is annoying. The worst it gets in the winter in Minnesota is like dangerous. You know, like you could die. Hey, so, I could absolutely die from 95 degrees every day. Optimum heat is 70, right? <laughs> so 100 is 30 degrees away from from what we want. I mean, minus 10, you're 80 degrees from where you should be as a human being. So I think that heat should win this argument if we're just talking math, which I always am. So math wins this one. Math never wins. Um, no, it's crazy. I have a son. He's 16 months old. We have to move him down and find a new daycare, and Moise got to get a new job. And, you know, sometimes you think... I, and I obviously did at the very beginning, like, all this for a job, you know? Like, it sort of it makes you wonder, like, do you prioritize your job too much or whatever? But to me, um, A, I think it's it's important to like your job. And B, uh, it's important to say yes to things, just in general. Um, it's always way better than saying no. Um, unfortunately, that's how I got hooked on heroin. But, you know. These things happen. Yeah, I just said yes to it. Um, this is like that terrible Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> yeah. But then that heroin led us to that... That giant orgy, I know. You know. We were in last week, so yeah, you take. It was a bad, yeah, it was a bad uh, post podcast <laughs> party last week. Yeah. If this was a video podcast, you'd know how awful that mental picture is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we're moving down, and um, we'll see what happens. But I just think again, you got to say yes to adventures and risks sometimes, and uh, this is one of those. And um, you know, if I would have thought, if I would have gone to a, a psychic. Four years ago that said you're going to be moving to Dallas, I would have, well, I would have probably punched her in the face just in general, but I would have called the mm-hmm. Better Business Bureau and maybe run her over my car for being such a fraud. So Yeah, I'm sure the Better Business Bureau is really going to follow up on a complaint about a psychic. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, dial, <laughs> yeah, we'll get the right on that for psychics. Good um, we'll be right there. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Are you worried your son is going to have a Southern accent when this is all said and oh, done? Good oh, good yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, they are not as bad of southern accent types in Dallas than the rest of Texas. Dallas isn't Texas, is the way I've put it so far. Uh, it's not like shit-kicking cowboy boots and giant hats and uh, a bunch of rednecks by any means. Um, it's a little, it's a tiny bit less than that. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay, yeah. Well, I I, this, this is me with trying my to convince myself. That, yeah, exactly. No, I wouldn't want you to stay away from your um, stereotype. I know they're, yep. those are important. Um, but, yeah, I, we'll see. I'm staying on the podcast, obviously. Um, I have the equipment, so you guys can't kick me off. That's in- entirely true. Yeah, it's good news. But I, And I'll share the experience through whatever social media we have at our uh, 
at my disposal. So. At B. Broxy on Twitter. You bet. Are you going to get into high school football? I don't know. I think um, you should. I probably will go I think to a couple of games just for the fun of it. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, you have to experience that, right? I think so. There's a soccer league down there. Soccer, there is indeed. Something or other that's going to be like, um, I think, less than a mile from my corporate apartment. Really? Yeah, so that's cool. So you're going to become a big FC Dallas fan? Football Club Dallas? Tree Ford FC. Tree Ford FC. Yes. Club Football Club too. Oh, man. Except the FC comes first. I wonder what the secret password is to get into the club. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. I wish I knew anything about Dallas. FC Dallas or Real Wichita Falls? (laughs) Real Wichita Falls is good this year. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah, so we'll see. That's my Dallas story. I would love to hear you a weekend where you go to a high school football game on Friday night and then a soccer game on Saturday. I will commit to at least the football portion just for our listeners to understand, for me to to report back. Ultimately, I'm just hoping that this becomes a soccer podcast. I know you are, and I only committed to the football point. That'll never happen. Clarence says that, but I know in his heart he loves soccer. There's drinking. There's fighting in the stands sometimes. No, no. Not usually in America, but we could probably make it happen. I went to a soccer game in London. I went to an Arsenal um, Tottenham, and they were the most quiet, respectful fans I've I ever seen. I don't believe that. Dude, it was ridiculous. There were no vendors. There, there weren't vendors allowed because everybody was intently watching the game. There was songs. Instead of cheers, there were songs, which is actually pretty amazing. But they're just very nice songs that you just sing and clap a few times then be done it was very intent watching and they got drunk afterwards so you know here they stop uh beer sales and like the whatever with not much time left because people are getting so ridiculous right Mm -hmm. there they weren't that bad they were um what they would after the game then they would go drink and they kept the stadium open for like an hour afterwards people were just getting drunk afterwards it was great then i went to a bar that you only were allowed if to care about the Arsenal because they sang some very terrible songs about the Tottenham. Blue. Were they all anti-Semitic? Stu, it's just you and I. I think so. What, did you guys, did you lose us? We did for a second there, I'm sorry. Keep going, Brandon. Yeah, we're busy we talking about Arsenal and Tottenham. Oh, yeah. soccer? Oh, well. Yeah, you definitely need us for the part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was my soccer experience. It was amazing. Well, good yeah, for you. I'm jealous. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm very Stu. jealous. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Stu, you got anything else? Um, let's see. We should mention Dana Wessel, Parker Hageman. Hageman. Uh, it's Hageman. Uh, Parker Hegeman, uh Holly Mante, Michael Rand. Where's uh, Rand this week? Rand's, me? Rand's not here this week. Where's Rand this week? No, no, no he's, dim- he's diminishing somebody's accomplishments for just the uh, hell of it right now. <laughs> so... It's how he rolls, and I've learned to live with it. So. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Dana Wessel is going to all of the USA World Cup qualifiers, all of the yeah, home but, ones this year. We'll get him, and on he's going to write some posts for the Soccer Center blog. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to redefine the internet as we know it. Jesus, <laughs> you're supposed to keep expectations low. No, first, number one. There's absolutely no reason to keep your expectations low for this. There's Dana no Wessel, way you'll be let down. You guys are going to be soccer fans when Dana Wessel is done with you. Holy that's shit. how good I feel about well, these We've got another microphone. Let's get that asshole that's, in the studio. I think that's a great... Uh, eventually, I'm going to be the only one in the studio after everybody's done moving to Dallas. So. It's fucking... I'm going to start bringing in guest podcasters left and right. We're going to have newbie. He's going to talk NASCAR. 
Excellent. We're going to have all oh, sorts of cricket people. Hey. It's going to be awful. Nobody's going to listen. Ooh. Oh. Sounds awful. Yeah, get, yeah, get Newby to talk about NASCAR, and then all four of us can make fun of him. That would be awesome. That's actually a great <laughs> idea. I would listen to that podcast. We are at our best. Talk about his sister. We talk about his hot sister. Oh, Bring shit. Her Lady. Yeah. She is really nice looking. Let's get some photos. Yeah. Stu, I think before we go, we should mention which team oh, I got some. which team ended up being first place in the WCHA. Who had who has the conference trophy? I can't really yeah, remember. I believe, I believe both teams do. What huh. day? I, yeah, I believe the uh, uh, the team that has all of the uh, structural advantages and then the really weak little brother who never down. Who, um, <laughs> they have to share the trophy now, so. Kind did you guys end up having a parade or like a half a parade then, or how'd that work out? I think there was like a small riot. Uh, you know, somebody set a recliner on fire. That's I'd be able to tell the difference. That's Wednesday in St. Cloud. Yeah, yeah, that is. It was beer and bagel night at DB Searles. Yeah, that's finals week. It was just a, it was just a recliner. I've heard some rumors about some bar in St. Cloud getting closed down too. Oh no no! Um, the, let's see. Uh, Rum runners got busted for selling to miners, so they're in it's trouble for the, that. That's it's, not the Jiggle Hut on the north side, is it? No no no! And then there's uh, that's Sugar Daddy's oh, bar. Oh, <laughs> and, um, nervousness um, for clients right now. <laughs> what is Rum Runners? The wonderfully named um, Goat Ropers Bar is no longer. That is, but I was out in the middle of Stearns County, in the middle of nowhere. That's uh, now it's called like some something. Hug and rub, or something like that. I can't <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm interested. Where is this now? Right O'Donovan's <laughs> Irish Hug and Rub. Um, farming, Minnesota. Farming, oh, Minnesota. Sure. And yeah, the guy who ran it got busted for not paying taxes since like the Carter presidency. <laughs> so they had a change in ownership since the owner was in jail. Oh boy. And you can't even run a bar in Stearns County from jail. Harlan County, you can do that. Shit, yeah, you can. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I finger gunned that thing. I finger gunned it. You guys can only see the finger guns. I actually you would be it. delighted. Clarence, what's the big St. Paul, St. Patrick's Day plan? Nothing. We got. I got it. My kids got a hockey game, so nothing. Last year, it was fucking fantastic. We were downtown. You like St. that? Paul. You like the St. Patty's thing? In St. Paul, when it's combined with a final WCHA Final Five and St. Patrick's Day and a Saturday, and I got a hotel downtown St. Paul, yeah, there's And it was 75 better. degrees last year, too. It was too. 80 degrees. That. I wore shorts to the hockey game. Yeah. It was insane. My, uh, my yep. in-laws somehow get more Irish every single year. I don't know how it happens, but they are at this point, um, they're, they're at this point like just off the now. boat somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they are absolutely like they all—they're so fucking fired up about their. They all took Monday off. Uh, they have a there's yep. a bus. There's a fucking party bus that starts in like Invergrove Heights at noon. And I was like, oh my God, noon—that's a long day. And uh, mm-hmm. a couple of the girls were talking like, "Well, we're gonna get bloodies at nine. So noon was like nothing to them. Like it was ridiculous. So they are oh. just gonna be out of their fucking minds. How do you make an Irish bloody Mary? Uh, I don't know. Just more alcohol. Make two of them. <laughs> It's got whiskey instead. It's got whiskey instead of vodka, and you yeah. don't bother yeah, with all yeah, that tomato that. juice and stuff. And my son is a um, my son's a ginger, so they want to bring him on the bus just for a mascot for the day. Oh my god! Yeah, they would, do, they would kill. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. They're trying to break my wife down. To, How did to the allow term the ginger make it over to America? I don't know. It's fantastic. It's just been like the last couple of years. All of a sudden, that's st- started to happen. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, I don't either. And there seems to be this sort of built-in prejudice 
pre- prejudice that came along with the word that I don't understand that either. Yeah, I know. He's had to go through a lot in life. Well, he's, now he's got to move to Dallas. Poor kid. Never stood true. a chance. Never stood a chance. He's got to burn up down there. Poor little leprechaun. I know. Yeah, he's <laughs> screwed. All right, well, enjoy yourselves, fellas. That seems like a good place to end. Yeah. We're yep. on the web, thesportive.com. We're on Twitter, at Sportive Podcast. That's really all you need to know. Cool. Bye, everybody. Yep, later, guys. Yep. I wrote house up on the door And told the people who lived there They had to get out Cause my reality is realer than yours And there's no time in the present And there's a black dog on the bed I went to the backyard To burn my only clothes And the dog ran out and said you can't turn That monkey might be right And if he is I'll be walking in my whole life I rode to Malibu On a dune buggy with Neil He said you're gonna have to drown me
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.